Libraries are surprising things in that you can find them anywhere. Across the world, there are new and creative ways of bringing libraries to the people. In the United States, Seattle's public library operates a book bike where librarians use pedal power and bicycle trailers to deliver books to readers. In Europe, there are library ships that travel remote coastal areas to reach readers. And in Amsterdam, travellers can visit the world's first permanent airport library before checking in for their flight. Welcome to Meet Me at the Library. In this episode, I'll take you to a small town in country Victoria to check in on a community that have established their local library in a historic railway station. All aboard. You'll find out how this regional library outpost is helping to keep their community connected. Where the bloody hell is Dingy? That's the question on a bumper sticker, which is proudly slapped on the side of a ute, parked out the front of the Dingy Railway Hotel. It turns out from conversations with locals that it's actually the publican's car, and the sticker is a bit of an in-joke in this town with an unusual name. It's Aboriginal for star in the sky, and we thought it was just, you know, a generic star in the sky, but it actually is a specific star. That's Christine Fitchett. I live in Dingy. We've lived here for 20-odd years. Christine is a local treasure in the town. She's got a wicked sense of humour, is a mad footy supporter and is one of those women you find in a small town who is always busy. She's involved in the local garden club, historical society, a writing group and the local country women's association. It's quaint. That's probably the best word to describe it. It's a little bit old-fashioned. There's just zero kids living in the town. Most people are retired. We have a pub. We have a church. There's the bush nurse. We have the library. And we have a general store. So we're pretty good. According to the 2016 census, there are just over 200 people living in Dingy. The town's about 40 minutes away by car from the regional city of Bendigo, and while that doesn't seem like it's geographically isolated, the feeling in the town when you're there is that the big smoke's a long way away. For somebody who's elderly, it probably is more isolated than for younger people. Dingy's an agricultural community, with the majority of residents living on farms in the outlying areas, with only around 20 houses in the town itself. The land consists of large open plains and clumps of rustic-looking letterboxes perched together at the end of gravel roads as you drive in and out of the town. The area's been through savage drought and flood, and historically dairy farming has been the bread and butter of many in the community. The dairy industry's pretty well had it. Um, we're really struggling. We really do need to look at tourism. Um, unfortunately, it's hard to turn people's minds because they're so fixed in that dairy ideals. Um, and it's hard to let go. The, there's generations of the family have run these farms and it's hard for them to 
except that they have to move on and look at something else to keep the town viable. The dairies are you know, pretty much all packed up and gone. Other businesses are suffering too. My husband's lucky if he gets much work at all now, so yeah, everybody sort of pays for it, so. What effect does that have in a community when everyone's in the same boat? Actually, we need all need a break, so we need to look at entertainment, we need to look at other things to get our minds off it more than anything. That's where the library's great. People will come in here just to get away from all their angst and worry about it, and uh, it's really, really good for that. Christine's right. In towns where there aren't a lot of opportunities for people to come together, a free, shared space like a library is absolutely vital. I suppose the pub was the main meeting place for most people. The Dinghy Library is a bit different from many public libraries in Victoria in that it's run by volunteers in partnership with paid staff. Christine's been volunteering at the Dinghy Library for the last couple of years, working alongside staff to help people borrow and reserve books and maintain the shared space. I actually did library and information studies at Melbourne Uni, but I never did anything with it. So this is sort of, yeah, this feels like full circle. It's really, really good. It's a lot of fun. Like many countries around the world, experts are warning we're headed for a loneliness epidemic, with one in five Australians feeling lonely at least one day a week, according to the 2018 Australian Loneliness Report. So in a place like Dinghy, where many residents are retired and living outside the town, a visit to the library could go a long way in helping to ease that sense of isolation or loneliness. We'll get Colleen, who's a real extrovert, and she'll get all the murder mysteries. So <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't tell. <laughs> and we've got ladies that come in and borrow baking books, knitting books, uh, the ones that love their genealogy, so we'll get all those ladies. Well, somebody borrowed some books that I consider bodice rippers, and, and I said something. <laughs> and, yeah, it's a big no-no. Don't say anything. <laughs> To the person, not to anyone else. <laughs> we get some men coming in wanting to read cowboy stuff. I don't know why anybody would want to read cowboy stuff, but there you go. <laughs> Myself, I like the audio books, which nobody else seems to borrow here except for me. So <laughs> There's 50, 60-year-old people that order books online that visit. Some are in and out within five or ten minutes. That's Robin Brown. She's with the Dinghy and District Country Women's Association and also volunteers at the library. We have a couple of young mums come in with young children and book club. They have their books delivered here. You wouldn't know it, but the library at the train station in Dinghy is only a recent thing. Dinghy's library used to be a truck on wheels that visited the town regularly, but in 2016, that service stopped. The, the bus was closing down and one of the councillors said to us, we have to get that library service in town, but where could we put it? And we, a few of us put our thinking caps on and Jeff Thomas actually suggested, what about the railway station, which was 
on a great lean, north and south. And I rang the councillor back the next day and I said, Jeff has suggested the um, the railway station. And she said, oh, I know the Vic Track lady that deals with community buildings. And so within a few months, we had a meeting organised with the Goldfields Library, the Loddenshire, Vic Track and ourselves, CWA members. And within 16 months and 400 odd thousand dollars later, we were in the library that was totally rebuilt. Before the Weatherboard Railway building was turned into a library, the historic building was vacant and has had a few different incarnations in its long life. Opened in 1883, in its early days, the railway line was used to transport livestock like cattle, sheep and horses and wheat In the 1920s, a group of men from the neighbouring towns formed a local footy association and the train was used to transport teams of footy players between neighbouring towns for their next match. These days, the train carries people on the regional railway line running from Swan Hill to Melbourne and back twice a day. The train pulls into the single platform in Dinghy, where travellers get off and on. Either side of them are paddocks, shrubs, and horizon as far as the eye can see. The new permanent library at Dinghy Railway Station is usually open a couple of days a week. And not only is it important for the programs and services it offers, but it's clear during my visit how much care and kindness exists between the volunteers there. People are making cups of tea and coffee for one another and volunteers are bringing in homemade club sandwiches and scones for morning tea. I'll have a coffee white, please. All right. um, the appointment's not until 10 past 11. Library volunteer Beverly West moved from the regional city of Bendigo to Dingy nearly 20 years ago and was surprised by the warm, welcoming nature of the locals when she arrived. To tell you how it was, I had a very elderly lady knock on my door the first weekend that we came. She asked me, did I play bowls? I said, no. Did I play cards? I said, no. Oh, and there was something else she asked me, did I do? And I said, no. And she just looked at me and said, well, what the hell do you do? And, and off she went. And we became good friends. In this town of just 206 people, Beverly's found it easy to make new friends and now spends her days bustling from one event and activity to the next. I'm in the um, Uniting Church at the moment. I'm in the CWA. I'm here at the library as a volunteer. I'm with the Historical Society. Is that it, Christine? I think that's about uh, it. I think, are you with the Garden Club? Oh, yes, I'm with the Garden Club. So I'm kept busy. The first week of the month, just don't, don't even look for me. <laughs> Through her volunteer work at places like the library, Beverly's found meaning and purpose and says that there's so much that she loves about this quaint country town. The quietness, the countryside, the friendships, 
and the groups that I'm involved in and the library. Um, I'm very happy here, as I've told them. There's only one way they'll take me out, and that's in a box. <coughs> Russell Easton is a community library officer who works at the Dingy Library. He's employed by the Goldfields Library Corporation, who co-manage the library with volunteers in Dingy. And Russell's role is to visit various library agencies throughout Victoria, delivering books and programs and making sure the community can access the various library services. You know, as well as traditional library services like books, and we do a lot of programs as well. So we, we do a lot of digital literacy programming so people that might not have had the opportunity to to get online and learn these skills especially coming from the more traditional you know farming backgrounds where they've maybe not needed those sort of skills uh, we do a lot of things for kids as well so story time sessions and um, activities during the school holidays russell's in his mid-40s and is a gentle soul when I call him the night before our meeting to check that we're still on, his wife answers the phone to tell me that he's busy, he can't come to the phone because he's reading their children a bedtime story. He's forever the librarian. Because of the remote location, I think, um, I think the library provides a really essential service. You know, a, lo- a lot of people out here would live alone or be quite isolated, so I think having like, something like this to, to come to and, and to meet other people and catch up, I think it's really important. Russell's belief in the importance of libraries and the sense of community and connection that they foster is genuine. He left a high-paying job in IT for a more meaningful career in librarianship. I'd been working in IT for about 10 years and I just didn't enjoy it, just didn't... It wasn't rewarding in any way, um, apart from financially. And I thought I want to wake up in the morning and look forward to going to work, which I didn't really do at all when I worked in IT. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, what sort of career. I just knew I wanted it to be rewarding and satisfying and also look forward to it. And I went to see a careers advisor and they suggested a few options, one of which was librarianship. I looked further into it and thought that actually sounds really interesting because my view was tainted from, you know, a lot of people's view of the library, which is that it's quiet and little old ladies telling you to be quiet and don't touch anything. And, you know, that, so I thought, oh, I don't know. But I looked into it and discovered how much it's changed over the years. And this coincided with uh, a plan to go back to Scotland for a few years. So anyway, I... um. We went back to Scotland and I studied librarianship and yeah, it has just turned out to be the most rewarding career, the most varied. You just don't know what what you're going to be doing from week to week, which keeps it interesting and exciting. How's life different as a librarian in a remote town? You really get to know each person that comes in the door. I know their likes and dislikes and order them if a new book comes out or a few of them, you know, get magazines each month, I make sure that those sorts of things come through. So I guess, yeah, it's the community, the community feel, the, 
you know, everyone knows everyone else, and it's very much the, the social aspect of it. What do you think life would be like in Dingy without the library agency here? Uh, I think it would be worse off. I think there's not too many opportunities for he- for people here in the first place. You know, there's the shop and the pub, and obviously it's a railway station. But yeah, I think I think the the library just pulls it all together. Thanks for listening to Meet Me at the Library. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and help us spread the word. My name's Anne-Marie Middlemast and I've been your host. Meet Me at the Libraries, mixed by Hamish Robertson at Tall Tale Audio and produced by me with supervising producer Jane Curtis. Thanks to the volunteers at the Dinghy Library and the Goldfields Library Corporation. To check out photos of the team from the Dinghy Library, look us up on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our email list to get reminders and updates about the show. This program was made possible with support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Find out more at cbf.org.au. Meet Me at the Library was produced in partnership with Main FM and recorded on Jar Jar Wurrung Country. We pay respect to the traditional owners of these lands.